Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, today I have businesswoman and coach Ruby Marsh back in the studio today. Hey, Ruby. Woo, good to be back. I'm so glad you're back here. (laughs) Now, I actually just want to ask you straight up, do you ever get called Rubes? I do. I get, yes. Do you like yes. it or not like it? I don't mind. It seems to be an Aussie thing more okay. so than when I was back home in New Zealand. So we can roll with anything. Rubes okay. is good. Okay. It's funny. I just have a habit of shortening everybody's name. <laughs> and when I saw you, I was like, hey, Rubes. And I'm thinking, no, I'd better double check that. She's called with Rubes or Ruby. So last time you were here in the podcast studio, we did an awesome episode and you were sharing about how you made the shift from high-end Sydney architect, living the high life in Sydney, to then and now a business owner and business coach. And you also shared some of your awesome insights about how we can all go about making permanent life change. Yeah. And to go after that cool life that we want to live. Oh, that was such a memorable episode. I really enjoyed that. It was really, really great. And you were just saying a minute ago before we started recording that people reached out to you and that resonated with them. So I go, that always makes my heart sing. Mm, mm. It's so nice, isn't it? When, and even if they reach out and say, I, I get your story. I am so glad you shared that because that's my experience. Even if I can do that as a minimum sharing, you know, my journey, it's, it's supporting other women to do, to make those changes. Right. Yeah. And that's predominantly your client base now is supporting women to make those life changes. Correct. And especially women in creative fields. So that is where I specialize because I've come from a creative uh, profession. So naturally I know what interior designers, graphic designers, I've worked with an upholsterer this year, what they're going through. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. And since you were last on the podcast, I've seen you've been doing lots of workshops and lots of online training, that sort of thing. Yes, yes. So this quarter I started something called the Creator Club and that's been very, very exciting. It's it's only two weeks into the Creator Club, but it feels like we've been together for months, these women, and they're an incredible group. And then, yeah, one-on-one clients as well. So always lots of fun. Yeah, yeah we love yeah. it. So today we're going to talk about how to be a rebel and choose to be brave. And it's something that I suppose you suggested and that I see is really relevant, especially to all the Soul Sisters that do listen to Hey Soul Sister podcast. Is that something that you see in the women that you coach and through your Create Her workshops, being brave? Is that something that I suppose, do you see a lot of fear in in women that holds them back? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think putting the spin of rebellion on it, it takes us back to our formative years where being a rebel means to step outside the box and to do that and really go after a path that's true to you does bring up a lot of fear. So absolutely. And when I talk about being a rebel, it's using creativity as a vehicle to get yourself to launching that business, starting that podcast, if you will, whatever that looks like for you, whatever that creative endeavor is for you. And yeah, busting through some of that fear. It's really interesting when I was, well, I think it's interesting (laughs) when I was thinking about us recording today and thinking about that, about being a rebel and choosing to be brave. I actually did a little bit of research on the internet because I'm like, okay, I really want to think about this before we come in. 
And I found a piece which really got me thinking about about being brave and why it can be so hard. And I found this piece which I wanted to share with you and it was talking about conforming and that really Mm. we are all so conditioned to conform, whether it's society telling us what we should do, our parents, our friends, like from a little girl we're programmed to conform and do what people think we should do. Mm, yeah, that's that's a really, really good point. And I think that's sometimes the first place that I'll start with clients is what's your story? What, what does it look like for you and what's got you to this place? And what are some of the beliefs that might be holding you back from the change that you want to make? And nine times out of 10, it's not something that happened yesterday. It's something that happened in their teenage years. It's something that they were continually told or something that their parents talked about when it came to money and risk and things like that. We are being a rebel. We, we perceive that as going against all of those things and taking huge risks, but it doesn't actually have to be like that. So Yeah, starting with a woman's story and saying, okay, let's get into that. Let's understand why you might be at this place and how we can either use that as fuel or we can say, okay, I'm going to choose differently because that belief isn't getting me the change that I want. Yeah, when I first started my photography business 10 years ago, I really felt that I was being rebellious. Because I had a marketing degree, I was working for a corporate in marketing, I had a safe job, but I had this burning inside of me. Mm. I'd always loved photography and then I went and did a freelance photography course and trained in digital and did really well and decided that I wanted to make a go of it and start my own business. And it was tough because I got a lot of judgment from people. Mm. You know, we talk about that conforming. People are like, why would you want to leave a safe corporate job? Why would you want to do that? You know, and photography is such a competitive industry to be in. Everybody can pick up an iPhone now and take a photo. It's been a, there's been a massive shift in the photography industry. And I really felt sometimes that people were totally judging me and they just outright questioned me. And I've never thought about it as being rebellious, but hearing you talk about that, I'm like, yeah, I kind of was. <laughs> I was a rebel. <laughs> yeah. Well, you totally, you totally were. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the same thing that I went through as well. And those transitions, when you look back and now I'm sure you look back and it, that time doesn't have as much weight for you now. And it probably going through that allowed you to start your charity and make some of those bold moves that you did as well, because you had that one example under your belt of, I've made a big change in in my life that goes against everything that everybody else might be telling me, but it's true to me. And you then had that trust with yourself, right? That the next time you went to dive into something, you went to your husband and said, hey, I'm going to start a charity. And no matter what he said, you knew in your heart that, that that was enough, that fire that you're talking about and that... I know I can do this. I've done this once before. Yeah. And I totally felt that starting a charity and especially because quite often people 
I mean, the charity space is a highly competitive space. There are new charities popping up every day and people who work and live in charity land can quite often frown upon those who start a charity. So I felt really felt that once again, is that people were like, why are you doing that? I don't understand. Don't you know how many charities there are out there? And why don't you just go and auspice to somebody else or go work for someone. So I really came up against that judgment again. It's really interesting, but you're right. When you put it in those terms, it's like, well, I've been there before facing the judgment, facing the criticism Mm. and you survive that. Yes. Yes. And that's with every creative pursuit in our lives, right? When we are being true to ourselves and expressing ourselves, I think, something I wrote down as I was thinking of this podcast is what part of your life as a woman are you not fully expressing yourself and when we choose to use that creativity and express our full selves and for you that expression is coming out through the charity and your love of community and connecting people I mean, you're a magnetic when you are doing your charity work. It's where you're supposed to be. So we can see that. We can see that that is is your path. But I think when we are in those moments, it's also letting go of a part of ourselves, that old part of ourselves, because we're stepping into this rebellious identity, if you will. But also bringing out parts of ourselves that are left unexpressed because of all these things that we're told that we shouldn't do. And you've got to stand here. And when you walk into a room, a woman should look like this. And, you know, when you start to go against those things and just simply show up as yourself, it's very liberating. I love that. Yeah. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. They talk about radiance, you know, when a woman can walk into a room and I'm doing some training this week that that works on this stuff. And, you know, when a woman can walk into a room and I think this is a very rebellious act that she is so confident in herself that she doesn't even need to say anything and people know she's there. That's the ultimate, isn't it? Yeah. That's the ultimate. But it's something that seems so far away for so many of us. Mm. It's like Mm. what we strive to be, to to walk in and feel totally at peace Mm. and at ease with who we are and what we are about and to be able to walk into that room. But it can totally feel so far away. Yeah. And that's where the work is though, isn't it? Is what do I need in my toolkit so that I can face those situations where I might feel that I don't belong in a place. I am sure when you first started your charity and like you said, all these people were telling you things about how it should and shouldn't be and the types of people that start charities that you probably felt that imposter syndrome and I guess pulling on those tools that you have in your toolkit and working on those, whether that be working with someone. And I think that's why I am personally, yes, I am a coach, but I'm such an advocate of calling on support if that's what you need. There's many things that you can do. Looking at your list of achievements, for example, but at a really basic level. Also, I was talking to someone today about imposter syndrome coming back into your body. Yeah. Yeah, That's a huge one. Huge, huge one because 
we're looking at this thing and I'm looking down at my palm as I'm talking to Mel, uh, you know, signaling that there's a phone there, that, that we're constantly in the external world and we forget about what's, what's right here with us and present with us. And that's our body and that's a beautiful tool. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a session with Charlotta Therap last week. We had a team got you back sister session and she was reminding us of that, you know, when you are, you know, if you're living in some chaos or going through some chaos or feeling under stress or anxious, the first thing you should do is is go into your body Mm. and just put your hand on your Mm. heart and feel it and go, that's okay. Mm. Actually, your body, you're okay. Mm. And, And this is okay. Yeah. It's something that's always available to us as well. So it's something that you don't need to pay for. You don't need, you just need those moments where you say, okay, all I need to do right now is breathe. And then I can step into that room and be that person that I'm want to be, you know, show up and be magnetic and all of those things that we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. When women come to have you know sessions with you or do your workshops mm. what are the primary reasons that they're coming to you typically a number of things are going on but I would say that that the general theme is that these women are either in currently in business or they're in their early days of starting to launch something that might be in the form of a side hustle it might be that they have skills that they've accumulated over the years and now they want to go out on their own and consult or something like that. So the main reason that women would come to me is that they know that their confidence is holding them back from really moving forward with their goals. Their goals feel very overwhelming to them. And so something that I'm really great at, and I think this is just any sort of mentor or coach is able to look at things with a neutral view, with a bird's eye view and help you break it down because that can immediately start to uh, diminish some of that overwhelm that you might be feeling when you know, okay, tomorrow I just need to take this step and that's a start. And then I think the other thing that when we're, and this comes back to, I think, imposter syndrome and those feelings is that when we're starting anything new or wanting to level up in our business, we often feel like we have to step into this whole new way of being that suddenly you're going from the amateur to the pro in like two seconds and It's about taking those small steps, but it's also remembering that you have this arsenal of skills and strengths that you are sitting on that are going to get you where you want to go. And rather than thinking that you have to go and get a whole lot of new education or you have to uh, suddenly change everything and have this whole brand, why don't we take all the stuff that you're really good at and amplify those things first because that's what's going to make it so much easier for you to start to make money when you can do things with your eyes closed, your hands tied behind your back. And then we work to build into some of those other things. So it's oftentimes reminding women that they have all of the things they need to start and I'm sure even with your background uh, in marketing and then going into photography there was a whole lot 
that you could use and and fall back on to support you in parts of your business. Absolutely. But it's interesting. I was listening to you then reflecting on those days of studying photography business and the confidence thing Mm. can be a total killer. Mm. And you're right. There can be a tendency to go, oh, I just need to go and do this extra photography course I just need to do this extra um or get that bit of equipment I need to do and you keep looking outside of Mm, yourself mm. for things that you think are going to prop you up but really it comes back to you yes yes and and trusting in yourself oh yes and realizing sometimes it takes someone else to realize this but stepping outside of all of that stuff for a second and going hey do I actually have something here that is of value to people that they will pay me for I know women I've had women on my podcast who have run whole businesses without a website yeah and there's lots of free tools available to us and right now that we can do to start connecting with the people that we want to serve and connection is like the biggest thing stopping you from starting basically do you know what's really funny I remember when um yeah when I was first starting the photography business and I was like oh should it be great for me to go to some women's networking events and go meet some other women especially corporate women because I knew that's something that I wanted to specialize in and I was like oh I couldn't possibly go because I don't have a business card (laughs) and did you go still oh I usually did but it would be a real mental barrier for me I'm like no I don't have a business card no one's going to take me seriously yeah and it's funny now I go out all the time and I never take business cards I have meetings and stuff and I'm have you got a business card and I'm like oh sorry but why don't we he get your phone out and I'll just give you my deets and just pop yeah. it straight in your phone and you don't need to worry yeah. about it but it was a real mental block for me something so small that is not that big a deal is like, oh no I couldn't possibly go have a meeting with someone I don't have a business card it happens all the time all the time there's been times where people have asked me for a business card and I'm thinking my social media is the best business card I've got if you want an example of what I can coach you on or where I can help you go there and see if I vibe with you because a small piece of paper that has some credentials or (laughs) and and it's also I think sometimes that can be a a block right whereas if you like you you said to me just then I would often say here's my details let's connect for a call let's go for a coffee you're actually making that step to connect and get in front of that person rather than waiting for them to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. So what are some of the steps that you help people walk through to become a rebel, to choose to be more brave? Yeah, I think this is such a, a great question and I – I have certain ways of doing things that will will resonate. I'm a big believer in taking action. I think that helps you get the answers and the feedback that you need to keep going. Obviously, a plan helps you to be able to take action. But sometimes 
And actually, I shouldn't say sometimes, most of the time women come to me and they've been sitting on ideas for changes that they want to make in their business, things they want to pursue. And they've been sitting on them sometimes for a year, a year and a half, maybe even longer, and the, or they've stopped start. And so if we can get that consistent momentum, then it becomes a habit. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be, that would be a big starting point. But I think alongside that, it's it's getting clear on some, probably some of those things that we spoke about last time, getting clear on your values, what's important to you in this direction that you want to take. Like why, why are you choosing, why now? Yeah. Why do you want to do it now? Uh, so getting really clear on that, I think is another thing and relating it back to your story and the story that you want to tell. If you're going to look back in a year or five years and you're pursuing this path of being a creative rebel, what does she look like? What is she doing? How is she living? And so really understanding that and then creating things like goals from that vision. Are you an advocate yeah. for a vision board? Yes, yes. Because when you were saying that, I was thinking vision board. That's totally getting that vision of how you want your life to be, how you want your business to be, where you want it to see it to progress mm. to. Mm. Any medium that works for you. If words work for you, use words. Sometimes I have recorded a vision on my voice memo on my phone and then listen to it every single day my own voice telling me what I want. <laughs> yeah, And it's so powerful because you have to every day listen to yourself, tell yourself yep. rather than just kind of look at some words or whatever. It's so much more powerful when you hear yourself. It's crazy. I know. I was actually just thinking, I think I'm going to go home and do that. <laughs> sometimes I um, listen to Jason Stevenson on YouTube. He's like a meditation okay. guy. And one of his meditation things, it's actually just affirmations, just repeated for an mm. hour, different affirmations mm. like I am grateful for today, I am brave, I am, you know, all these different things. And I put them in my ears and just go to sleep listening to it. I like to think that maybe it's having some sort of subliminal effect on me, but I'm like, could record my own voice. Hey, Mel, you got this. <laughs> you got this, girl. You're going to nail today. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. In the training that I'm doing that this week, that's what they talk about is recording things like affirmations or in our case, it's mantras and getting used to your sound because when you hear yourself and your own vibration, I mean, as we're talking, we're hearing our own vibration, right? And yep. that's when it becomes much more powerful. Yep. So yeah, you could take it to that next level and see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to try that just as an experiment and maybe do it, but play it every morning because I wake up in the morning and kind of drift in and out of sleep mm. for like an hour or so. And that's when I pop my earbuds in, just drifting in and out of sleep yeah. and listening to something. I'm going to do that, give that a crack for a week and see if it has any impact. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep you posted, sisters, and let you know if it works or not. <laughs> Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. So when I was doing a bit of internet research about being brave, I found an article and they were the article was talking about a development process to be brave and it was saying that you if you're terrified of something just do it anyways which is what you were talking about just mm. do it anyways and that each time you do it you'll be less scared than mm. the time before mm. and then it becomes a habit yeah yeah and then when you face the next fear or the next um where you want to break out creatively and do something new or change your life whatever that is do the same thing be terrified of it but do it anyways and then 
just keep doing it. Mm, mm. Yeah. And it helps you detach from something that we as women get very used to as young girls. I think I I'd sometimes talk to my husband about this and he seems to be less affected by praise and criticism. Whereas we have this extreme pendulum where we're like, I want all the praise, but I don't want any of the criticism or any criticism we, we take like it's, it's an attack on us. Right. Yeah. Whereas he, for some reason, the male brain can, can keep busting through and keep going. So it's really, really interesting. I think when you do take those actions, you start to unhook from some of those subconscious patterns that you're or reactions that you're looking for to doing things. And it's like you're reversing because fear basically is sitting in our subconscious. We drive something like 90% of our day is driven from the subconscious. So if you start to take those patterns and it becomes a habit, then you're rewiring that subconscious part of your brain. And obviously meditation keeps us learning to be present, but we also sometimes need to work on what's going on down there that that is operating without us even realizing it and rewire that part. Have you um, listened uh, or read any of Dr. Bruce Lipton's stuff? No, but he sounds a little bit similar to Joe Dispenza. Yeah, yeah. I think they are similar. I, I listened to... Um, like quantum physics and... Yeah, yeah. I listened to Bruce Lipton on YouTube as well. Number one, I like his voice. It's very soothing. So if I want to get to sleep, it's great. That's, actually, that's not a great advertisement for him, is it? I listen to him when I want to get to sleep. No, but I actually love what he talks about. He talks about the brain and about really the reason why we continue patterns that aren't good for us and we know they're not good for us is because the tape in our brain needs to be rewritten and you can only Mm. do that in certain ways so hypnotherapy Mm. is one of them emdr Mm. therapy you know creating new habits yeah um yeah and i find that really interesting it's actually made me go okay well why is it that i get frustrated because i really want to lose 10 kilos and i know that that cheesecake is not going to be great for me but I have it anyway. He's like, because my brain is wired that I'm getting some sort of pleasure or something Mm. for that and that I actually need to rewrite my brain around that. Yeah, (laughs) so fascinating. We're so lucky, aren't we? Gosh, we've just spoken about so many different things that you can access. There's literally tools at our Google search bar at our fingertips now that we can use and... It's finding the stuff that resonates with you and then, yeah, getting to work. (laughs) And you were saying that you love Elizabeth Gilbert's work around bravery. I do because she talks about creative bravery and she calls it creative living beyond fear. So I think what's interesting when you read her story is that her pursuit of writing was relentless, she kept doing it despite having day jobs. And I think she waited for four novels to be published before she went pro, I guess you could say, and and fully lived off her writing income. But that creative living is all about using the constraints that you've got in your life to continue to shape and change your life in a way that keeps you excited and keeps you in that 
creative process. It doesn't mean like she did. She, You don't have to monetize all of your passions, but it's simply saying, how can I apply a little bit of creative thinking here in my life to get me a different result or to shake things up in my relationship or make my career more exciting rather than what we often tend to do is look at those constraints as a negative. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of us get really frustrated because we feel like the conditions have to be perfect to be creative. Yeah. Oh, Ruby. (laughs) I love it. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of your social media, your videos and messages and things, and I love it. So if people want to know more about you, Soul Sisters, if you want to learn how to be more brave, how to create your life in a way that you truly are happy, joyful, at peace, it's a life that you want to live, Mm. whether that's business, home, hobbies, whatever that is. Reach out to Miss Ruby. Ruby, how can we contact you? You can contact me at Ruby K Marsh. So yes, a lot of my stuff applies to to business because that's the vehicle that I use. But you can take this into all areas of your life. I think that's what's really exciting about it. So at Ruby K Marsh on Instagram, that's where I love to hang out the most or my website, rubymarsh.com. And you'll find all my details around coaching and uh, there's some ways that we can work together there. You're a wise woman, Ruby Marsh. Thank you. Thanks, Rubes. Always a good time. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.